0: Streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First.
3: And another week of kidney talk. Can you believe it? I, uh, I can't
2: believe we're, it. We're, we're having so week. much fun. I can't, we say, And we're
3: learning so much, too.
2: You learn something new every day.
3: I got to tell you something. I had a very interesting experience this last week. Well, I was in dialysis, okay? Mm-hmm. And there's a lady who's, I, I, the best way to describe her, she's out of her mind. She's crazy. She's okay. on the left side of me. And she's constantly screaming and yelling and and, and just I, from the moment she's there to the moment she leaves. Is she's,
2: she an elderly lady? Or she's, she's an
3: elderly lady. She's blind. And, and So she's screaming. Then I have a lady about my age on the right side of me. And mm-hmm. I'm in the middle, okay? <laughs> and she starts to yell at the lady who's screaming. And so they now they're yelling back and forth. Right over you. Right over me. And it's like I'd never you know, my blood pressure goes up and everything. It's like it's like dialysis patients gone wild.
2: Oh. <laughs> it's it was crazy.
3: I thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna rip out their tubes and start wrestling each other.
2: So how do how was it resolved? What happened?
3: I, I they're gonna move this crazy lady, I think, into a room by herself. Oh, into
2: an isolation room. An
3: isolation room. I wanted a handcuffer actually.
2: Oh, wow. Well, she must have some medical problems, so... Um,
3: Either that, or she's just totally insane. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. She needs a coach or something. She
2: does need a coach. Speaking well, of you, which, what I a great segue a that coach. was. Now, you had coaches uh, throughout your life, right? Acting coaches? Acting did you coaches, have a- you
3: know, I was basically, not really so much, because I was basically a bench warmer when it came to acting class and everything. Okay. I really wasn't
2: a, They didn't pick you?
3: No, nobody ever picked me for <laughs> oh, nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. Not even acting
2: oh wow but
3: i showed him didn't i you did you went
2: on to (laughs) exceed everybody did you
3: go into the olympics or something I, i was
2: in the transplant olympic games every other year the transplant games are held in the united states and people who have organ transplants get to compete against each other and then they have the World Transplant Games as well, which is so exciting. And I won the gold medal twice now, in the a U.S. Second, transplant second, wait Games
3: and How do you tennis. prove that somebody had a transplant? They could lie.
2: Well, Stephen, I mean, I, I guess if somebody wants to, I guess it's a to, trust. Well, you have to check your medicine at the door. Oh, so that they tell if you're a transplant. Or patient, you show if your they, scars? If or if something. You, exactly. But it's and you're really the exciting gold medalist? for table tennis.
3: Oh, for table tennis. Table
2: tennis or ping pong. It wasn't pong. like the
3: kidney toss or something.
2: No, no, no. But it was really exciting. And there was people from all over the country. And then we actually, I spent my honeymoon in Australia competing in the World Transplant Did you games. need
3: a coach on your honeymoon? Or?
2: <laughs> no, I did just fine on my own with Oh, that.
3: okay. But
2: um, the transplant games in Australia were incredible. And, uh, you know, I got my butt kicked by Japan, though, in table tennis, I have to say. Well, you know, there are coaches for every sport, every walks of life. Coaches for small businesses, coaches for lawyers, dentists, and even CEOs. Did you know that? Coaches CEOs have CE ke- coaches. coaches nowadays. And for people who are looking for change. Today, we have a guest who is a life coach. She's lived with kidney disease for many years.
3: Oh, so she has kidney disease yes. and she's a coach.
2: Yes, exactly. You know, it's, and it's, she helps coach great. other people. I mean, it's kind of the...
3: like when you watch basketball, you know? Right. The coaches have all, basically always been players themselves.
2: Exactly. So she helps other people coach themselves to wow, success the as a I've
3: never heard of a life coach, but we're, I'm sure we're going to find out a lot more when yes. we come back.
2: When we come back, we're going to talk to Sharon Polka, who and is a life coach. And we can say, put coach. me in coach! Yes! Oh, put me
0: in coach, I'm ready to play today. Put me in coach, I'm ready to play. Hello? Hi, Mom. Boy, that was some storm last night, huh? We actually lost power for a few minutes. Oh, you think that was bad? You should have seen the one back in 52. Well, now that you're on dialysis, you should really have a plan in case of an emergency. Ha! Last emergency I had was when you got your head stuck in the hamster cage. Scared the little fellow to death, those big eyes just staring at him. I'm talking about emergencies like severe weather, earthquakes, or power outages. What if there was no water or transportation to get you to dialysis? It's important to be prepared. You mean like carrying important medical information? Or asking your facility for alternative arrangements for treatment? Or preparing emergency stock of supplies, foods, and medicines? Or learning what diet to follow if your dialysis must be delayed? You already knew all this? I've got to run, Sonny. I'm late for taekwondo. Bye, Mom.
3: Sharon Polka, life coach. Welcome to Kidney Talk. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Now, where are you from, first of all? Seattle, Washington. Seattle, one of my favorite cities. The birth of Starbucks coffee. Mm -hmm. Yes, his favorite
2: place, that's for sure. You know, he has a dog named Starbucks. Really?
3: He came with that
1: name. (laughs) Oh, before you knew about how delicious it was?
3: Yes, yes. Isn't that amazing? It It was like karma. I I love Starbucks, and I got my dog. He was a rescue dog on the internet, and his name was Starbucks.
2: Well, Sharon's going to talk to us a little bit today about uh, life coaching. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Sharon.
1: I was um, at 23. I was diagnosed with kidney failure, and I went on dialysis like right away. Normally you have a little more um, warning by a polycystic kidney disease. So I was on 19 years. I dialyzed five hours, three times a week. So you are in hemodialysis. Hemodialysis. Did you ever do PD? No. I I can't
2: find anybody who's been on PD. Jenny Huey was on PD. Jenny,
1: she doesn't count. She's young. (laughs) And then I I was on home dialysis for a year and a half. So I know what that's like.
3: Oh, you did home. I am so interested in home dialysis. Yes.
1: that's another show. Yes,
3: okay.
2: And you've had this transplant. This is your only transplant you've ever received, correct? That's right. And how long have you had
1: it? Uh, 13 years from my wonderful brother.
3: Your brother, and it was a perfect match?
1: No, but it was at three antigens out of six, so that's a good match. And 13 years, that's pretty long. I know, I know it. Wow. I know, I'm very grateful. So why
2: did you decide to become a life coach?
1: Well, it was kind of circumstances. I graduated in social work, and that's another story. But uh, just the time of my life, I went to a conference, and instead of getting into this class breakout about depression, I Mm -hmm. ended up by accident in this coaching class. And I'd never heard of life coaching, and it was kind of interesting. And then when they gave me the handout, it it said all these things, and I said, boy, Sharon, that's kind of you, because I'm really a people person. I like to see people make the best of their lives, and Mm it kind of fit with who I was. So I inquired uh, from the teacher that, that gave the class, and one thing led to another. So I went to coaching school and then became certified. So it, it really is a good fit with, with who I am. Now, I, is that different from being a counselor? Yes, it sure is, and that's a good question. Uh, Counseling is more um, talking about things of the past, hurts, and healing from the past, whereas coaching is the here and now, and you're a healthy individual wanting to move forward in your life. You want to make some change in your life. So that's one of the main differences. And uh, the coach and the client, it's a partnership. So there, the client is in charge, but I'm there to collaborate with them and come alongside them and ask them good questions, and we figure it out together.
3: So it's not like uh, your parents wouldn't give you peanut butter cookies no. and you it, it destroyed your life. That's right. And, so it's looking towards the future.
1: That's right. And so I have some clients that um, are in – uh, counseling, but I can't act as a counselor. They have to kind of have gotten to a place where they have those those problems behind them or not dealing with them now. And, you know, and usually counselors near the end of their counseling, when the client has kind of worked through their problems, you know, it's almost like they're coaching because now they're ready to take on new areas of their life. They're not working on their, their hurts and their healing. That, uh, now,
3: you mentioned something about depression with yourself. Did you go through a depression and was it because of the kidney disease?
1: I. I depression is so sneaky, and I think depression comes with the territory. So I think anybody that has chronic illness seems like some point or another there's going to be some depression involved. There's a lot of ups and downs. And actually, I just read recently, like this is a little different, but on the airplane I read that the main cause of disability in the United States is depression. And now in the world, the main cause of disability is depression. So, wow. you know, it's, it's really, it must be it epidemic is. proportions. But when you have a kidney disease, that's just one more thing to make life difficult.
3: Well, it's true because I know uh, for me, when I do dialysis, the days that I do dialysis, I get depressed afterwards because I'm so uh, drained of energy after the dialysis Mm -hmm. and my blood pressure crashes so badly Mm -hmm. that I feel like, oh, this is what my life's going to be like the rest of my life. But then the next day I wake up and I'm fine and I'm really up the next day. But the days that I have dialysis uh, are very depressing for me.
1: Yeah, because the world looks different, and when yeah. I don't have energy, my whole world looks. I love energy, and dialysis does deplete you of that. Yes, and so and, and for me, it helps me to remember. Okay, you're feeling really not so hot today. The world's not looking good, but tomorrow, you know, it's going to be better tomorrow. Yeah, I'm
3: getting better because I know that when I wake up, even if it's I go to sleep for two or three hours, when I wake up, I'm I feel better. And I'm not as depressed. Yes. Yeah. You know, or yeah. I'm not depressed at all. Yeah. But that's very interesting. Well what
2: were some of the things that you did when you were on dialysis when you were depressed and did you coach yourself for success? Did you did you have tips
1: that you did? Well, I you know, I certainly they didn't have life coaches that I know about back then. Well I will say that um By the grace of God, I'm here. And so I I think God made a big difference in my life and and that sort of thing. But uh, people come alongside of you that you don't expect. When you have kidney disease, I remember being in the dialysis center and expecting my friends maybe to visit me or to take an interest in me. And I remember uh, that that didn't really happen. And, you know, people that you don't expect. And so letting go of those expectations, then other people come forward in your life. Because when you have a chronic illness, there's a lot of people involved keeping you alive. Exactly. You know, so.
2: And it also really is hard because some of your friends, you know, that you think you're your friends end up not being the ones that end up being your true friends. That's
1: right. And that's you know it's okay at first, it wasn't okay, but once you say, "You know that's how life goes, and there's always other people, so that just to, accepting was a huge deal to make my life better and not being wanting the what- ifs or do they weren't there for me and just letting that go.
3: Now when you were on dialysis, did you keep it like a secret? Did you tell your friends you were on
1: dialysis? No, that's interesting. I was 23 and I was single. And so when I got my fistula, which was a big scar in my arm, it's a lot smaller now, you know, I was really embarrassed about that and didn't want people to know. But then later on, um, my fistula was such a—it a, was my lifeline, and I, and, and I got so I didn't care at all. But at first, it, you know, I felt my life was over, and who's going to love me, you know? I've got this uh, damaged good, I, goods, I think is what Laurie talks about. Um, yes. But, yeah, no, at first it was an issue, but then you get over it real quick when you see that's kind of more minimal in the scheme of life.
3: I've actually not gotten over it. I don't tell anybody, you know, <laughs> okay. except well, the, well, the, people, the people that are I'm very close with or, yeah. you know, that need to know. But, you know, in my business world, I just – I don't say, you know – Mm-hmm. I'm, by the way, I'm a kidney patient. You
1: know? No, and I don't think there's a need to really, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're you're right because you get different reactions, and you know who mm-hmm. needs it. You know, you're a person first. Kidney mm-hmm. disease isn't your your the biggest deal in your life. Um, you know, you're, you're what you do and all those other things. So, so yeah. Just,
2: you also <laughs> raised a son while you were on dialysis, too. I did. So that must have been pretty difficult at times in just managing everything.
1: Yeah, it really was. Um, and, you know, all the things we're proud of in our life. Uh, but my son, you know, I, he's just the light of my life. He's wonderful. And I now have a, a grandson, and he's got a wonderful wife. But, yeah, it was difficult. And you just um, you, you do it.
3: You now, do how it. does one go about choosing a life coach? I mean, you know, are they in the yellow pages or, you know, how how do you choose one? There's different websites you can go to. It's
2: and just, we'll list them on – well, you, you can give us some websites and we'll list them oh, on oh, our website great. so people can find life coaches.
1: Yeah. And, and, but, and, well, and Chuck, well, what is your website anyway?
2: What is, what is it, it called? It's
1: um, – www.lifeisagift.com.
2: Oh, life is a
3: gift.
1: That's easy to remember because life yes. is a gift. Yeah. Now, why it did you choose is. that?
3: Is that something you just chose yourself, or? Yes, it is,
1: and it was quite a while ago. But after all those years on dialysis, nineteen years is a long time to be on dialysis, and and so you really understand that life is a gift. And one of the things I didn't realize that impacted me thirty years ago, or more than thirty two years ago, when I started. Things were a little different, and people had the choice to dialyze or get a transplant. Um, and those were what were presented to them. As I went further off on dialysis, I saw a lot of people that made the choice to not dialyze anymore for a lot of different reasons. And and there's a place, you know, to, to let go of your life, but I just felt so strongly that you know, do you really want to do this, you know, to let go of your life? I could give different examples, but uh, life is a gift. I absolutely feel that we are all, all have a contribution to make on this earth. And so part of my message is I love to tell people that they're, they're important and you don't give up on your life very easily. When you have a kidney disease, it's difficult. It's really hard and it's a lot easier to do. So well, you're Well, you're
3: certainly right. Life is a gift because I, I, I have firsthand experience. My sister did that exact same thing. She was on dialysis for four years, mm. decided she didn't want To do it anymore, and she decided to stop dialysis. And you know, but life is a gift, and and I think people appreciate that who have the will to live. yes,
1: Yes. and
3: uh, having a life coach seems very apropos to that. So we're going to open up some more gifts when we
2: come back. Yes, we are. And we're going to learn a lot more about
3: life coaching. It's so interesting. My gosh.
2: I know. Yeah, I want to hear some of the stories about how you get people involved and get them excited Mm -hmm. about their life. But
3: you're going to have to wait, Lori, because we have to have commercial to do. I know. Okay, Okay, we'll be right back back. with Sharon Polka, Life Coach.
0: Well, I spent we never go anywhere. What are you talking about? We just came back from the grocery store. I thought we had a great time squeezing the tomatoes and produce. I know someplace more exciting than squeezing tomatoes. The breakfast cereal aisle? The city of brotherly love. Oh, honey, I don't even like your brother. Philadelphia. Renal Support Network is holding their big national patient meeting. With you being on dialysis, I figure this would be a great place for us to mingle with other patients and healthcare professionals that are experiencing the same kind of challenges we do. There's going to be panelists from all over the country, hundreds of patients, fun, and even games. An illness is too demanding when you don't have hope. Tell me about it. It's this October 5th through the 7th in Philadelphia. They even will have dialysis services available for you for the trip. I think this is just perfect to help you empower yourself about decisions on your own care and treatments. What do you say? Well, let's see. A fun convention in a fun city with other people and healthcare professionals exchanging knowledge and ideas and giving us hope in living with my kidney disease with interesting speakers, activities, and even games. Or a trip to the half-price dented can section at the Food King. Hmm. For more information, call Renal Support Network at 818-543-0896 or go to their website at rsnhope.org.
2: Well, we're back here with Sharon Polka. Well, tell us, um, you know, kidney patients have to adapt to all kinds of changes. What are some of the things that you tell patients to help them get on the right track and, and coach them to success?
1: Um, well, one example, I think of a fellow that was um, came to me. He was obese and he had blood sugar levels out of control. He was a diabetic. And he was told he would be taken off the transplant waiting list if he didn't get those levels under control. And so, Right away, I saw there was a mindset that wasn't helping him get what he wanted. He wanted to get a transplant. And he would come to dialysis, and he would say, um, oh, I'm going to prison, and about his medicine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I have to take my medicine. And that was really messing him up, it, and, and it was um, help, he was making wrong choices.
3: What do you mean by he was going to prison? What does that mean?
1: To him, dialysis was so bad, it was like he was going to prison every time he dialyzed. So anyway, so we just, I just said, you know. You know, are these negative attitudes kind of helping you get where you want to go? So just letting him look at the choices he was making if that was helping him. The
2: only thing you can control in life is your attitude. It's so true, isn't it? True? can't control anything else? No. can' always can't control the circumstances, but it's your mindset.
1: yes. And just making aware of the choices that you're making, it takes somebody else to ask you the hard questions to right. to bring things to your mind and to walk with you. And-, and so what happened with him? Did
2: he, you know, did he look at that and say, "Wow?"
1: Uh, No, actually, what happened to him? He really, I really, he stopped coming, not showing up for his coaching uh, appointments, and he didn't want to do any of the work. And so I saw that I wanted more for Joe than he wanted for himself, and so we had to stop our coaching. But he just wasn't ready yet, and you have to be ready for coaching. You
2: have to be ready for change because you have to look at things and being able to apply change to them. To if something isn't working you got to try something else. Yeah, exactly. well, it's like anything,
3: you know, if you want to lose weight, you want to stop drinking, you want to stop doing drugs, you've got to make the decision.
1: Absolutely. Somebody right.
3: else can't make it for you. Because no. when I was trying to lose weight and everybody was saying, oh, you, you know, I always heard, oh, you got such a pretty face, it's only to lose weight, you know. And <laughs> I do have a pretty face, you, you must do. admit. Yeah. You do. So uh, it was only until I decided to lose weight myself right. that That's I actually right. lost weight. Right. Yes. The know, definition so.
2: of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results, correct?
1: That's right. <laughs> and I just want to put a side note that with Joe, that, uh, you know, I was disappointed, but I found out from the social worker later on that Joe was making some good choices. So, oh, she said to me, well, Sharon, you've really made a difference with, difference with Joe. And I didn't feel that I made a difference. So sometimes we just might need to not give up and keep trying. Right. And we help people and we don't realize, but oh. they get to make the choice. Now,
3: can you be you know, so involved with your health issues that it becomes unhealthy? I mean, that's yes. all you think about 24
1: hours a day? Absolutely. In fact, um, I used to blame everything that happened in my life on kidney disease, no matter how remote or how ridiculous. And I—and it just wasn't true. Everything's not a kidney. And so once I realized that, I could take care of other areas of my life. But you can get too focused and forget about the rest right. of the world. Everything's about you. And, and, oh, I suffer the most. And then I would see somebody that would conditions worse than me. And I'd realize, you know, Sharon, you're not suffering the most. And uh, look how blessed you are and that sort of thing. It's right. my dad. i got to
3: say, my dad, when I was growing up, my dad would always use this analogy. He says, "I oh, was, uh, you no. know which one I'm talking about? The, the,
1: the, the kids in China maybe not being home. Oh, no,
3: not not the kids in China.
1: <laughs> or walk 10 miles? No, no, no. <laughs> the I'll tell you. To go to school? It's oh, the, the kid it who complained.
3: Show. He says, I don't have any shoes. The kids all have shoes. And, and oh. then he saw the kid who didn't have any feet. And my oh. father said, aha. <laughs> (laughs) Be glad you have feet and no shoes. (laughs) But my feet were still cold and they hurt when Mm -hmm. I walked on the uh, ice, you know. My father was cheap,
2: though. (laughs) Well, it is true. You can always find somebody worse off than you. Yeah. And if you believe that the whole world revolves around you, Mm -hmm. then it's just hard to be happy, I find.
1: Absolutely. And you forget. And I I think part of that is just recognizing other people and getting interested in other people and just getting away from yourself really helps a tremendous amount. So even when you you have a lot of needs yourself, helping other people, whatever you're doing, makes a difference. You feel valuable and, and you're just not also focused on your disease. You need to take care of yourself, but you don't want that to be everything.
2: Well, let's say I'm a client and I'm calling you up and I say I want to I want you to be my life coach. What would be like a one of the first questions you would ask yeah, Do you
3: pre-interview people to see if you're a match because, yes. you know, it's kind of yes. like a marriage.
1: No, it's really true. And, and and I absolutely do to see if we're a good fit. And, and most of the time we are, but sometimes we're not. They're looking for something a little different or somebody something that I don't have expertise in and then you, you be honest about that because you want a good match. Absolutely. Right.
3: Now, do you recommend that they be like the same religion as you or the same uh, philosophy of life as you?
1: No. Uh, no, not at all. But I do let them know some of my values and where I'm Coming from, so they know who I am a little bit, and they can actually see that on my website. They can get an idea of who I am. Oh, I so I, I'd like yeah. them to check that out. So they 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 usually talk, a lot of times look at my website. So they think you know they find out
2: what it's about. Yeah. and everything. And
1: maybe so it's exactly like
3: picking a therapist. Yes, you know you you got to yes. interview a therapist because yes. you know if you have different values of life, then mm-hmm. it's no good.
1: No, that's exactly right. Right. So no.
2: Well, also in addition to being a life coach, you run a support group and help do educational classes for people with kidney disease. How many years have you been doing this?
1: Well, the, the pre-dialysis kidney teaching group that I do, I've been doing that 13 years. Okay. And, and I'll just mention that because I love that the most because I had this experience, several experiences that were traumatic when I was first uh, diagnosed. And so these brand new patients, they see me in 32 years with kidney failure and they think, gee, you know, she's walking, talking, maybe my life's not over right now that I have kidney disease. So I give them hope. So I love exactly. that. And they go, no, you know, and so that I can make the most of your life and th- that whole thing. So so I feel like I'm making a difference. And we all want to do that.
3: Do you find yourself learning yourself from your clients? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like Every a give and take. Person.
1: Absolutely. And I love that. I'm a learner. I mean, we all have different, but I'm just, uh, you know, I've got 10 books going on my bed at any one time. And and so I learned. You
3: have 10 books on your
1: bed? Well, I never quite finished them.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I, I, I was going to say, it must one. be very uncomfortable trying to get to sleep.
1: Well, they're on the one side. <laughs> oh, on the, so of know, the, on the side oh, of the bed. Of oh, the I was going to bed, say, not, my gosh, what a yes.
3: weird She's way to...
2: Is there an experience that really changed your life
1: that you can maybe describe that was a turning point for you? Well, it wasn't somebody in the class, but the reason I give the classes was because of Betty, which I talk about in some of my presentations. And Betty, to make a long story short, just made a lot of bad choices. She was my very same age. She was 25. I was 23. And she chose not to take her medicine. She had a a brand new transplant because she didn't like her puffy face, and it made her overweight. She had a new boyfriend. And she wanted to impress him. So I was put in the hospital with her. She was my roommate. And so just seeing the choices and then she went downhill and end up, you know, choosing to not well, she ended up committing suicide by taking an overdose of heroin. But I, I, I just say that traumatic experience. That was my my wake up call to kidney disease. That was my introduction. And so I can't believe the impact Betty has made on my right. life.
2: That was the only other patient you really saw that was your own age.
1: Oh yeah. At and the it was time. right from the start in the beginning and you know, this isn't gonna be my life, so so, so I, that's
2: why the, the classes are so important, because you want there right. to be a positive role model for the people who are entering um, their life as dealing with kidney disease. They can see you, who's lived 30-plus years yeah. with kidney disease. And so that's my real it. contribution
1: is just showing up alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I found out. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's great.
3: Now, do you work with caregivers also or just yeah. the patients?
1: Mostly the patients. Sometimes caregivers, a couple of them have been uh, people that had their spouses— well, one was a father, one was a spouse that um, had Alzheimer's, and so, and that's really difficult. That's a whole other story. But, but caregivers, yeah, just need to to know the boundaries where their life's, you know, where they're doing too much, where they're not. So discussing all those things. But they need to have a life apart from the caregiver. I mean, the 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 patient or the person they're helping, and it's it's really a hard place to be in.
2: Well, do you have a life coach now? Do you have somebody that you work with?
1: I don't. I have in the past, and it is wonderful. And. Uh, so it'd be great if we all had life coaches to come alongside and be there just for us, you know, just right. to have this person be there just for us.
3: And right. do you have different topics that you talk about uh, with somebody who's on dialysis or somebody who's waiting a transplant or getting a transplant or just had a transplant? Areas of topics? Uh,
1: we talk about, you know, they hire me because they want something different. So we talk about what what... Problem, you know, maybe they want to get it back into the workforce, or maybe they're retiring. Whatever it is, we talk about what they get to call the agenda. But whoever I work with, probably I, the part of me likes to, 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 you know, taking care of yourself. You know, the part of my own personality is, you know, doing the best you can, making the best choices. Again, you know, whether exercise, eating right, doing all, controlling the things you can control, and letting go and the things you can influence, and letting go of the rest.
3: That sounds right. kind of like the um, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous slogan or the serenity prayer. Yeah. Okay. Say God
2: it. grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Isn't that it's perfect? Really true. No, it really is. That I didn't think about that, but that's really true. But when you have a, a faced with a chronic illness, you know, your life is turned upside down.
3: Right, and right. you can't change that. No, but no, there's you things you can do yes. to live with that, and that's what I think that.
1: Yes, exactly is.
2: right. Well, open your coach's playbook and give the listeners some tips on how to get on the right track. If you just had to give them a couple of things that they need to do to live a successful life or coach themselves to victory.
3: Yeah, in in twenty five words or less, yes. what's the meaning of life?
1: <laughs> yes. Ah. Well, just a tip that comes to my mind is really being aware of who you are and what makes your heart sing because we all get caught up in in doing things that are not us or not who we are and a coach can help you know your values maybe write a mission statement you know what are you here for so many people don't take time with themselves, they're busy raising kids or whatever they're doing, they don't see who they really are and what they're meant to do on this here earth. And so being real intentional about your life and the choices you make. And so that's why a coach is so great because they can, they're come alongside you just for that, that we don't take time for. So just really understanding who you are, what your strengths are, and so that you're living your life by your values and your strengths and who you are. So then you're being the best person you can be in this. You know, you're shining the brightest. And what, what and the, the
3: uh, thing you said, makes your heart sing? Yeah. That yes. that's, that's an interesting uh, vision right there.
2: Exactly. And one of the things I know that you had sent me a book many years ago, yes. um, and it's a great book called Now Know Your Strengths, mm-hmm. but it was a test you take, and then it tells you what your five key strengths mm-hmm. are. And really? I thought it was fascinating. Yes. You take a test? Yes, and it tells you your five. I, I can't remember it's my really first. It's really accurate. Three, it, yeah. And do it, you have it just, to study a lot? Or? No, it's just a random test you take. And uh, once you take really the test. test, it's just, it, you don't have to study. Stephen. Oh, okay. You don't have to study. Or cram involved? or anything like no. no math involved? It's just kind of your preferences oh, okay. and like what you are good at. And you just check off boxes. And then it gives you this report of your five top strengths. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty dead on. You remember what, your
3: top strength?
2: I think one of it was communicator.
3: Well, that's hey, why you're in radio, yes. Lori. That's
2: communicator right. was one. Um, I can't remember the specific topics. And one should was know yours, too. Well, I think one was Wu. Wasn't Wu? Yeah, it
1: Wu. So you know, know what
3: Wu woo is? Wu? Yeah. Woo. That's you know, the woo guy woo. who brings me the Chinese food, right? <laughs> oh, no. I'm what? really
2: good at Wu. Wu, what's that? It said Wu. Wooing we'll, we'll a
1: person, you know, just
2: yes, mesmerizing, um, them, Stephen. You
1: know. She uh, I was
3: mesmerized, mesmerized the first time I saw Lori. I <laughs> That's, was mesmerized.
2: It. That's it.
1: You got it.
2: Um, and then I think one was educator, being able to educate as well, and it was, it was, it was interesting. And then it showed my weaknesses, but we will not discuss those.
3: Oh no, we radio. won't discuss Lori's weaknesses no. because no. everybody so knows few. them. No, <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: uh, um, there are you know, no weaknesses. My, actually, right. my
2: weaknesses pet rearing
1: <laughs> pet rearing she needs more of an alpha image
2: <laughs> i know well this has been great and
3: i you know we're going to have the links to the websites right yes
2: we'll have all the information up on the website. site but say your website
3: again life's a
1: gift life's Life a, is gift. a gift Dot com. Like. That is
3: great. Thank you so much for being here. Thank One you, last in question I wanted to ask you though. When you do the life coach thing, do you wear like a uniform or is it just I can wear my pajamas. Just your pajamas. <laughs> so it's not like a coaching because uniform. It's, on the phone. Yeah, it's mostly on the phone. On, I was on Oh, it's on the phone.
1: Mostly. Not all of my clients, but most of them are on the phones. Well
3: anyway, yes. uh, thanks a lot for a uh, life coaching and I'm gonna get in shape with my life coach.
0: Man here you go hmm I won the million-dollar giveaway sweepstakes oh I finally got my tax refund check oh my god I I can't believe this I got my order of dairy delicious oh boy milkshakes creamy soup cereal with milk and pudding (laughs) why is mr. Smith so excited about his dairy delicious I have a hint. You see, Mr. Smith is on dialysis and Dairy Delicious is real milk especially created for kidney patients. It has half the potassium and half the phosphorus of regular 2% milk, but it has 100% of the flavor. Perfect for people who love dairy products and need to keep their lab values normal and dietitians happy. And most of all, it's delicious. Thousands who have tried Dairy Delicious sing its praises. Hallelujah. See what I mean? To order your own Dairy Delicious and possibly get as excited as Mr. Smith here, call one 4 dairy 7 That's 1-877-432-4797. Or visit DairyDelicious.com. Dairy healthy, dairy good, dairy delicious. The milk that's made for you.
3: Wow. Life coach. I need a life coach now.
2: I I do, too. I think everybody needs a life coach. But, you know, I have to say that Sharon is a very dear friend of mine, and I get life coaching for free.
3: (laughs) Do you really? Over the telephone?
2: I mean, you know what? Uh, Not that she's my official life coach, but she's always so supportive and just gives me ways, different ways to look at things and... And reminds me to sit back and relax and and enjoy what you've accomplished. And and that's what I need to hear. And I think she's kind of my secret life coach. Well, you know, adversity does introduce you to yourself. I think that one thing that I've, I've really realized for people who've lived with kidney disease for a long time and, and, and come to a certain contentment with it, they understand who they are and what they're made of and what they're capable of. And that comes with a certain amount of peace. So I, also I think, think you
3: find an inner strength you know yes. I know when I first uh, was diagnosed with kidney disease I think oh my gosh I can't go on my life is over and everything but I I re- reached down and and got that inner strength to keep going yes and now I'm I'm just so happy doing I'm do, doing kidney, kidney talk. talk and 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 meeting so many fascinating people also with kidney disease
2: exactly just it opens up another world and you meet so many special people so um, I feel really blessed and I'm so glad that Sharon was with us today and was able to share her tips on life coaching and just her experience of being a kidney patient for, you know, over 30 years. I mean, that's just amazing.
3: I've been a kidney patient for like four months and I can't imagine, you know, a (laughs) kidney patient for 30 years.
2: Well, you're going to be a kidney patient for 30 years because you're going to live that long.
3: Oh, I hope so. I hope so.
2: (laughs) So until next week.
3: Absolutely. Another kidney talk.
2: Yes. Renal Support Network would like to thank everyone who has made this show possible.
3: Kidney Talk's founding sponsor is Amgen.
2: Generous support is provided by Roche Pharmaceuticals and Astellas.
3: Friends of Kidney Talk are Abbott Laboratories, American Region, and Fresenius Medical Care, North America.
2: Thank you for helping us stream health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community.
3: Visit rsnhope.org for more information